everyone. Welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible study author, adventure junkie, and founder of Voice of the Voiceless, empowering women in Africa. Join me here every week for inspiring conversations on discovering miracles in life's messy moments. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back. This is your go-to podcast for anyone craving fresh ways to apply God's word to your everyday life. You know, each week we hear from another amazing, inspiring guest, and together we see how our ordinary and even messy life moments can become platforms for the miraculous. Today is no exception. I am with my special guest and friend, Robbie Raw. Robbie Raw is a registered nurse and a board-certified integrative health, fitness, and nutrition practitioner. She draws on her 35-plus years of experience in health, nutrition, and fitness classes and running her wellness private practice on a daily basis. I've actually had the luxury of, of seeing that, and I can still remember how wonderful that place smelled. It's like a spa, and it's wonderful, and she's doing amazing work there. Well, you know, one of that catalyst of what God has done in her life was after losing her sister to breast cancer, Robbie really feels now that it's her calling to help others improve and save their lives by preventing and reversing disease through their dietary habits, lifestyle, and incorporating her seven truths to health and fitness. And that's what we're going to really talk about and focus on today. She hosts her own Raw Truth radio show on faith, family, food, and fitness, and she's a co-host of the Carrie and Robbie show on WDCX Radio 99.5 FM streaming live worldwide, and that's Carrie Cardinale, who I've had on a previous episode to make sure you can tune into those amazing girls and their, what their work they're doing on the radio show. She's seen regularly on ABC TV with her health and nutrition segments, has been featured on ESPN TV. She's a nutritionist and instructor for Catalyst Fitness, a featured instructor in the Kinetic Workout Live International video, and four raw NRG exercise videos. Former national aerobic champion judge, former trainer of the trainers and national group exercise director for Bally Total Fitness for 5,000 instructors and 430 clubs internationally. Now listen, if you're thinking, oh my goodness, I'm overweight, I'm struggling, this is not the episode for me, I'm going to zone out. It's exactly the episode for any of us who want to see our lives improve. So Robbie, I am so thrilled that you're here with us today. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me, Angela. It's such an honor for me. And you are such a dynamic speaker and author oh. and friend that I truly admire. And uh, so I'm so excited to be here. I have kind of had an up close and personal opportunity to see your ministry and hear from you. But for people who don't know you, have never met you, tell us a little bit more about you and what it's like a day in the life of Robbie Raw. Well, thank you. So I spent a lot of my early years focusing on my weight. Um, I was yo-yo dieting and I wasn't uh, starving myself and binging and doing all this crazy stuff. I was on every diet in the book and my day would be made or not based on the scale. So my mm -hmm. whole focus was on the scale. What happened was I was a registered nurse working in the hospitals for almost 20 years. At the same time that all of this was going on, I was seeing people who had high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, cancer, um, heart disease. And I, 
somehow figured out that they were there because they weren't being their own health advocate. Like they could have prevented the hospitalization. They could have prevented, uh, you know, the disease or whatever it was, had they been eating right and exercising and changing their lifestyle habits. Mm. So that was going on at the same time that I was, you know, trying to stay thin and my whole focus was on my diet. When halfway through my career, uh, my sister got got uh, sick. Well, she had been first misdiagnosed for two years with what doctors said was a black milk duct. Mm-hmm. So she had been nursing for two years. We thought black milk duct. Okay, she has a black milk duct. It made sense. Uh, she had been pregnant two years in a row, nursing two years in a row. So we went on with our life. And at the same time, God was prompting me to go into more health care rather than what I called sick care as a nurse. Mm-hmm. So I stepped down from nursing and I went into health care, working in the fitness and health industry as a nutritionist and as a fitness instructor. And I started really helping people to be well and be their own health advocate. Well, when my sister was rightly diagnosed, she ended up having stage four metastatic breast cancer. It was mm-hmm. not a block milk duct. And the journey began, which literally changed my life. And they had given her only a short time to live. Well, because she was her own health advocate, along with the medical field, my sister ended up living 10 years. Wow. After she had been told by four world-class doctors, go home and get your affairs in order, your life is you know, going to change in just a few short weeks, a few short months. They didn't know. She ended up living 10 years. Well, those 10 years really changed my life and they impacted everyone around us uh, because she really fought for her life. And of course, we had been instilled uh, with an incredible faith in God. Mm. Uh, So that was the foundation. I mean, certainly we got down on our knees and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed. And by God's incredible grace and by the fact that she was our health advocate, she lived those 10 years. But what I learned during those 10 years is that you are going to spend the time and the money either way. You're either going to spend the time and the money in healthcare, or you're going to spend the time and the money in what I call sick care, treating disease. There was a lot of time and money and pain. And so we had researched on the internet cancer. And what kept coming up in the research was the link between sugar and cancer Mm. and the link between dairy and breast cancer. Now, I never heard of that. Either did she. It wasn't in the mainstream media then, and it's certainly not in the mainstream media now. Uh, cancer has a sweet tooth, but we don't talk about it. I mean, you go get your mammogram and there's little chocolate kisses in the room, or you go to the hospital and they have donuts and candy and all kinds of things in the lobby. And so we're not really focused on healthcare. After I was unpeeling all of these things with my own patients on why they were sick, it wasn't just because they weren't eating right. It wasn't just because they weren't exercising, but people were getting sick because of many different things. And what I realized during that time after I peeled the layers off is that it was faith, family, food, fitness, detox, sleep, and stress management was all impacting our health. So mm-hmm. you could be eating right And be exercising, but still sick because you were in a toxic relationship. 
You could be eating right and exercising, but still sick because you weren't managing your, str your stress or you weren't managing your sleep. You could be eating right and exercising, but you didn't have that foundation of faith in God and still be sick. And so it's so important that those seven truths that I figured out by literally, you know, getting, like I say, I'm peeling the uh, onion of my patients and, and my sister and figure out what's going on in the root. What is the root cause of what we're going on? What's going on here? He doesn't want us to just focus on one thing. He wants us to focus on all of the things that he's given us, the food of the earth to fuel and feed our body. And the fact that our faith is most important. Our relationship with Christ is most important. Without that, nothing else matters. It doesn't make sense and it doesn't matter. So he wants us to know that our purpose here is to know him and let him be known. Mm. And until we understand that, nothing else makes sense. And then everything else comes after that. And uh, I just have been blessed to be able to help people to get healthy and to live that abundant life that we're designed to live. And I mean, I knew that if my sister lived, that God doesn't make mistakes. Mm. And I knew if my sister passed on, that God doesn't make mistakes. And I know where she is and who she's with. And how can I be sad about that? I mean, she's wow. with, she knew Jesus. And that was the most important thing about her life. Mm -hmm. And so I just am so grateful because in the last couple of days of my sister's life, she had me promise her two things. And one was to help her or, or to help her husband take care of those four boys, which I continue to do every day. Mm -hmm. But also that I would help people to understand those seven truths that were placed on my heart. And what a legacy really your sister's legacy is living on through your words and your instruction. And as you're saying that, I'm curious, obviously faith is, I think, step one, right? The foundational point of, of our lives. And there's obviously a root, whether it's to not taking care of our bodies or emotional eating or all kind of different things that we could talk about today. But if someone comes to you, let's say I come to you, Robbie, I want to take ownership of my health. What would you say if someone feels overwhelmed, they don't know where to start? Yeah. So, well, that's so many of us um, because I was there, uh, you know, first pray, pray about everything. Mm. God commands us to, uh, you know, do not worry, do not be anxious for anything, uh, but pray about everything. Know that our flesh is lazy. Our flesh has no mm. self-control. And so uh, we, we have to have self-control, but it's an easy thing to say. It's good to have someone walk alongside you. That's as a health coach where I help people. I have a world-class worldwide program called Pro Coach that helps people no matter where they are. And the reason it works is because people need accountability. Like mm -hmm. if I gave you all of the information, all of my tools, all of my motivation, all of my 40 years of knowledge right now and said, here, do this and go home and, you know, good luck. Uh, chances are people would fail. But when we have someone go alongside of us and they hold us accountable and they motivate us along the way and they teach us along the way and they realize that we're not perfect. I mean, we go outside the lines a little bit. We don't fall off the bandwagon. We make a choice to go outside the lines because it's our birthday or it's a holiday or whatever. But we need to change our behaviors and it takes 20 days to make or break a habit. 
Mm, that's good. So you need someone to walk alongside you and hold you accountable. So the first step is praying. The second step is finding someone who will hold you accountable. And to, to you know, get someone who understands not only the emotional aspect, but physiologically what's going on. You know, physiologically, when you eat sugar, you crave sugar. You eat mm. what you crave and you crave what you eat. It's a vicious cycle. So I tell people, like, if you were a group of alcoholics and I said to you, you could have a little bit of alcohol every day and then you'll get off of it, mm. you would never get off of it. Yeah. And that's how sugar is. Sugar is addicting. And so to learn things that get you off of sugar, to break the chain so that you don't have that vicious cycle, you really need to detox. And that's part of what I talk about in my book. And there is a a detox in the book that people can follow. It's not as simple as saying, I'm going to make a choice today not to have any sugar anymore. You really have to break the addiction because sugar is addicting. So we need to take care of our health in this temporary earth suit, as I like to call it, mm. that God gave us. It is a responsibility to take care of this body where the Holy Spirit dwells. And so if we look at it that way, rather than saying, oh, I just want to which I used to do when I was in my 20s. Oh, I just want to lose weight. You know, yeah. if you try and focus on that, you're pretty much going to fail. <laughs> yeah. You should focus on your health and taking care of this temporary earth suit, this temporary mobile home that God gave us. I love that. And I'm, I know when you and I talked personally in New York, we talked about how much inflammation is caused by sugar. And I don't know that people really understand that. I know that's not the only trigger point for inflammation, but inflammation is a root cause of a lot of illnesses from what I've read and understood. And I'm going through your book now. Um, can you speak to that for just a moment? Yes. So we should all be eating an anti-inflammatory low glycemic diet. So diabetics eat a low glycemic diet. Rheumatoid patients eat an anti-inflammatory uh, diet, but we should all be eating an anti-inflammatory, low glycemic diet. So mm -hmm. anti-inflammatory, as you said, sugar is inflammatory. Processed food is inflammatory. Meats are inflammatory. Uh, flour is inflammatory. Wheat, gluten is inflammatory. So we, we have to eat nutrient-dense foods that fuel and feed our body. Uh, in the morning, I couldn't even stand all the way up because my back was killing me. I had so much back pain. Now I have an anti-inflammatory diet, low glycemic diet that I eat every day. I don't have any back pain. I haven't had back pain for years. Although when I eat white sugar, when I choose to go outside the lines a little bit mm. for that birthday party or whatever it is, right away, my neck and my back are in so much pain. I can't even move. Other than that, it's 64 years old. I'm still teaching kickboxing, weightlifting, yoga, doing all this stuff. And it's incredible to me too. But it's because I'm eating an anti-inflammatory diet. A rheumatologist locally sends all her patients to me. Wow. And she's in my program herself. Well, I've heard you are what you eat. And I, I believe that's true. And I've heard conflicting reports of what percentage of your health, weight, feeling great is diet and or nutrition and how much is exercise in other words if you where would you put that ratio and how i know you're an avid component of a proponent of both i am as well 
So um, I, I'm just curious to know where you kind of say the ratio is on uh, what, what importance you place on both of those things. That's such a great question, Angela. You cannot out-exercise a bad diet. Yeah. You cannot out-exercise a bad diet. So one of my patients lost 100 pounds. He was a marathon runner for 14 years. He ran 14 years over fat. He was like 300 pounds. Oh, and wow. Once he, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, if I'm going to run a marathon, I want to, I want to get results from it. But he just ate whatever he wanted. So, Oh, I see. So even he, while he was running, he was not, he was overweight. He was grossly overweight. He was obese. And when I got a hold of him uh, and changed his diet, he lost a hundred pounds and he learned that you cannot out-exercise a bad diet. So to answer your question, many people say it's 80% diet, 20% exercise. I see it's more like, in terms of your body composition, it's more like 90-10. Really? 90, yeah. 90% of your body composition is diet. 10% mm. is exercise. Now, if you try to just eat healthy and not exercise, you will get results, but your body fat percent will be higher. So sometimes, sometimes people come to me and they're dieting, but they're not exercising and they're frustrated because they've lost weight with dieting, but their body fat is high. Mm. And that is because that exercise is important to increasing your muscle mass, decreasing your body fat. You can't yeah. just do diet and you certainly can't do it with just exercise. I mean that you're setting yourself up for failure in that respect, but you will get greater results, faster results and longer results. If you, if you eat right, I don't like the word diet because diets really don't work when you drastically reduce your caloric intake, but um, you will get greater results if you exercise and eat right but it's mostly diet. Well, and you also, and then that's, I, I think I want to trick myself to think, like you said, you can eat whatever you want and then just go run it off. But it's just, it's just not reality. I do feel better though when I exercise. I know there's endorphins that happen, but you know, I can look, I can take an hour of a, a spin class, for example, 50 minute spin class, which is pretty intense from a caloric standpoint and still maybe have burned 300, 330 calories. Now, granted, you'll keep burning after you've finished exercising, but I think people think if I do that, I can eat 3000 calories. They're just not understanding the ratio between the high caloric input of the food, especially we eat in the United States, all the processed food, all the junk that we eat. And then this, the amount of calories you're actually burning from exercise, there's, they're not equivalent. I think if people realize how much it's going to take to work that off from just a weight standpoint, they'd probably be less likely, don't you think, to, to indulge as much? Yes. Well, here's the thing. So you made some really good points. You know, calories in and calories out do matter. I mean, it's one of the things that I help my patients do is count their macros, which are your fats, carbohydrates, and protein. So calories in and calories out do matter. But what also matters is the impact of the carbohydrates on your blood sugar. Mm. So that's where that glycemic index comes into play. Okay. So it's not just the, the amount of calories you're taking in. It's the quality of calories. Okay. So that's a mental shift that needs to happen. So an yeah. old school way of thought would be, 
burn, you know, it takes 2000 calories to lose a pound. So just burn off calories. What you're really, you know, wanting to drill home to people, it's the quality of the calories and the type of food that you are putting into your body that makes the difference. Yes, because in America, I mean, we are starving at the cellular level, but Mm. everyone is obese. So how can that be? We're starving at the cellular level and everyone's obese. So I I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people are obese. Sure. Um, The main thing that I want to get across here is I'm not uh, concerned so much about the scale as I am people's health. Mm. Okay. So my, I don't look at somebody and say, oh, you know, they're overweight, they're obese or whatever. I don't look at that. I look at health. They're healthy. They're not healthy. And you can also be skinny fat, by the way, because you're, you're very lean, um, Angela. And many people that come to me look very lean, but they still have the same risk for heart disease and cancer that someone who's obese. So we call them skinny fat. They have a high percent of body fat, but you can't really see it. It's around their organs. And Uh, so I never know if I see someone, if they're healthy or not, because the proof is in the pudding with your body fat percent. So we always have to not just look at the scale, but look at your body fat percent. And so our focus should be number one on taking care of the temporary earth suit that God gave us, but also our health. Because none of us are promised tomorrow. Mm. None of us are promised tomorrow. I mean, we, I, I always say this, we all have numbers over our head. I don't know how long God wants us to be here. But while we're here, we have a responsibility to take care of this gift that he's given us so that we can go out and do his work. Now we can go out and do, we can do his work laying in the hospital bed. Yes, we can. We can witness to whoever we want laying in the hospital bed, but we can, we can reach much wider range of people if we are mobile, if we can go out and do his work and and Mm -hmm. infect large amounts of people Um, and, and do whatever his, his will is for our life, his purpose for our life, right? It's not our purpose, it's his purpose. Okay. We can make a greater impact in the life that God gave us. If we have health and vitality, my point is, if we go outside the lines a little bit, don't feel bad about it. Just get back right on track the next meal, not the next day, but the next meal. It's not a failure. You're not a failure if you fall off the bandwagon or go outside the lines a little bit. We're human. So just pick yourself up and follow the seven truths. And I have a huge section about, uh, you know, food in my book, starting with how much water you should be drinking and everything else. The food aspect is so important, but we need to make sure that we follow those seven truths, faith, family, food, fitness, detox, sleep, and stress management, and how they're all vital to our health. And I break each one of those down. And what I love about that, Robbie, is, you know, we talk about discovering miracles here on the podcast and your sister really was a miracle because what should have been, I think you said just a few months, they gave her to live. She lived more than 10 years due to lifestyle changes. And, and the quality of life that we're all living 
can be improved. Like you said, removing limitations and maybe God wants you to do something, but you can't even physically get on a plane or you can't make a, a trek or you couldn't walk a distance that was required because your health is not there. We don't want limitations of, of what God would have for us, right? And so I find that sometimes we as Christians, whether you're a believer or not, you're listening, I think we tend to want to put on a Band-Aid and we, we tend to mess things up, whether it's when our family, our relationships, our, our habits, like you said, our lifestyle, and then we want God to fix it. And it, God, will you please fix all this? And he is merciful and he's just and he's gracious. But what you're really advocating and what I, what I really, what resonates with me a lot that you say is, yes, God is a miracle working God but he created our bodies as a miracle. And when we live outside of the lines, as you call it, or outside of the way in which God designed our bodies to work, then we're actually asking him to somehow miraculously intervene in, because we, we didn't adhere to what he wanted. In other words, you're not just going to get three, four hours of sleep every night and not think it's not going to take a toll on you. You're not going right. to eat whatever you want and think it's not going to take a toll. You're not going to, you know, not work on family relationships or live in an stress levels that are crazy high and it not take a toll. So my overarching concept here is how can we discover miracles in the middle of the mess? And, and whether we like to hear it or not, what, what we're really saying today is God designed our bodies to work in miraculous ways, but we have to treat our bodies with the honor and respect in which God created them. And if we'll do that, that's a miracle in and of itself. Wouldn't you say that rather than asking then for a miracle intervention and he will do it. And there are times we need to ask God, we need a miracle here in this situation, but we can take a much more active role in preventive care and, and owning our own health, being our own health advocate. Absolutely. I mean, whether we eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. Mm. But we do it because we're craving sugar or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, gluttony is a problem. Uh, so we, we have to realize that God gave us the food of the earth to fuel and feed our body. But we choose to eat out of a box or a window. We expect to have a million dollar body and a million dollar bill of health. And it doesn't work that way. So mm. we just look at that. He's given us everything we need to take care of what he gave us, our, our temporary earth suit. But we don't look at it that way. We don't look at, you know, eating to live. We live to eat mm. and we do it because we're not really thinking. And so we just really have to look at those seven truths that God placed in our heart. Seek him first crave God instead of mm, that's put good. Your on him faith family realize that those relationships in our life take nurturing they they take time and they take nurturing and we're commanded to love God and love one another and so that affects our health when we're in a toxic relationship or we have unforgiveness or anger or um, anxiety or we we uh, just don't treat each other kind it affects our health so mm -hmm. faith family food we've been talking a lot about food fitness listen most of the time people are too tired to work out uh, listen, 
that's where you get your energy from. True. Energy produces energy. That's how you get energy by exercising, by moving your body. How do you start? You start today by making a decision to put on your sneakers. And if it's walking only to the next house today, and the next day you, you go two houses, and the next day you go three houses, you don't have to teach kickboxing, but you do need to start moving that body because our mortality is inversely related to our leg strength. So mm -hmm. Older people start not moving, their health problems go up because our, our leg strength and our uh, ability to, to be mobile affects our health. Mm -hmm. So that yeah, fitness is so important in taking care of our body. We need to detox our body. We've had years of medication, years of processed food, hydrogenated oils, all kinds of junk food that our body can't even identify, we put in our body, we can't even pronounce it. Yeah. And so in order to get the results of that healthy diet that we should be eating, we need to reset our metabolism. We need to reset our diet or recharge our diet. Like you're resetting our, your phone. You turn your phone off, you turn your computer off to reset it. Well, you need to do that with your diet too. Mm. So and a detox isn't about having juice all week or just having water all week or having special foods shipped to your door or eating a special kind of food or drastically reducing your caloric intake. Because when you drastically reduce your caloric intake, the way God made our body is our body just slows down its metabolism to conserve energy. Uh, and by the way, it hangs on to fat. Yeah. So we eat those foods that keep our metabolism humming. So a detox is designed for that. And it's really eating the foods of the earth that God gave, gave us uh, to fuel and feed our body without genetically modified um, you know, foods, without uh, pesticides and herbicides and all of that, without foods that are, have processed a hydrogenated oil in them, without foods that have dyes in them, without chemicals in our food, all of that. So eating uh, foods in a detox is really eating clean. We need to sleep. We need to manage our sleep. And how do you do that? Well, there's a lot of ways you can do that. Shutting down electronically before you go to bed and all of that is so important or, or managing our stress. We all have stress. We just need to learn how to manage it. And how do we do that? Well, exercise helps that. Mm -hmm. uh, again, making sure that we are getting enough sleep helps our stress talking to a friend or a counselor or our pastor or whatever helps our, our stress, talking to someone, also accomplishing something. We have some time on our hands right now. Clean mm -hmm. out your closet, clean out, clean out your drawers. That sense of accomplishment, even cleaning your house helps your stress. Letting the sun shine in, making sure you have a lot of vitamin D or enough vitamin D in your body so that you can handle stress. It's such a great book, The Raw Truth Recharge, Seven Truths to Health and Fitness with Robbie Raw. Our bodies are a miracle. They're, they're wired to, to operate well, but we have to give them the love they deserve. So I want to invite you to pray over our listeners in just a second. So tell us anything that's coming up in your life and how people can connect with you that you'd want us to know, where they can find your book. Thank you so much. Um, you can get a hold of me by going to RobbieRaw.com. Uh, Robbie is R-O-B-B-I-E, raw, R-A-U-G-H, RobbieRaw.com. And the Raw Truth Recharge is R-A-W. It's kind of a spin off my name.
I have, like I said, a world-class worldwide program called Pro Coach, where I can help people get healthy. And as I said, live that abundant life that God desires for us, where they get me, all of my expertise and my knowledge and my tools daily on their phone or device. Guys, you're going to want to make sure you get this book, The Raw Truth Recharge, Seven Truths to Health and Fitness. I wish you could see her. You'll see her face on her website or her cover, 64 years old, looks not a day over 40. And, and beyond just the looks, just the way that you encourage us to live the abundant life that God designs and the miracle of your sister, the miracle that she still is. I know what she meant to you and, and the, the legacy that you are providing for her through what you're sharing with us. It's, it's powerful. It's life changing. And I'm so grateful and thank you for just sharing your insights with us. And, um, you know, guys, this, this, this can feel intimidating. I think people can think, oh, I don't know where to start and they just do nothing. So just start one step at a time, you know, and, and do what you can a little bit more every day, dig into this book, dig into God's word. If you don't have a relationship with the Lord, that's the number one place to start is faith. And that will give you the foundation that you need for everything else. He's a miracle working God and he designed our bodies as a working miracle. So Robbie, thank you for being here. Thanks for being with us today. And and I would just love for you to pray over our listeners, whatever God is placing on your heart. Heavenly Father, uh, first of all, I thank you for Angela. I thank you for her ministry. I thank you for everything she does on a daily day basis, Lord, to honor and glorify you, Lord. I ask you to uh, continue to heal her body and give her the strength that she needs uh, to continue to do your work, Lord, your purpose for her life. And Lord, I pray for our listeners. I Thank you that they are interested in taking care of the temporary earth suit that you've given them, Lord, and they wanted to hear this podcast, Lord. Uh, I just ask that you pour your Holy Spirit over them and give them the self-control, Lord, your fruit of the Spirit uh, that you have designed for us, Lord, and, and to give them the health and the perseverance to take care of this temporary earth suit that you have given us, Lord. We love you, we worship you, and we praise you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. so much for joining our conversation. I'd love to stay connected, so be sure to visit AngelaDenadio.com for my books, blogs, and free goodies. And find me on Facebook at AngelaDenadioVOV and Instagram at AngelaDenadio. If you've been inspired to make life matter, leave a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's keep discovering miracles in life's messy moments.